I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the already clear. It's Terry Henry. He scored. He scored for Arsenal in the bottom half. Hello. Welcome to Football Job Podcast. Here for a special edition tonight with me, Benji. Say hello, mate. Good evening. How are you? I said say hello. Oh, hello. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, mate. Yeah. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Did you enjoy barbecue today? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Caught the sun. Nice and red today. Yeah. It's been, uh, if anything, a little bit too hot. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, the red arm just before we we've gone live. You're looking like one of those squashy sweets, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. How about you? You been you had a good day? Yeah, we uh, we went to a friend actually for a barbecue this afternoon. Uh, had a water balloon fight, so you wouldn't believe that we're all sort of 28, 29 years old having a having a water balloon fight. Uh, I've got the cat jumping up as well, so she she obviously enjoyed herself. Cats there. Yeah, I'm not cats tonight. There. I know. I know. We're doing it over teams tonight. You've got little man. Yeah. Yep. You've got you've got your child. I've apparently got mine. My feline child. Yeah. So yeah, living the dream. Um. Obviously, I know. Last week we said that we're not going to do any more episodes for this season. But obviously, we'll do a, a special sort of uh, European final one, uh, and obviously do a, a little awards sort of ceremony, I suppose, for us. So obviously yeah. we've got a few uh, a few things to discuss, but it'll probably only be a, a short snippet as opposed to our, our normal length. Um, so should we start with the Europa League? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Yeah, so, Unai Emery, the Europa Unai League Emery. man. Negative, wasn't it? Negative football from him. Sort of played for the draw, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, they definitely played for the draw, but. I think he he countered everything United threw at them. I think it was from a tactical perspective. I don't think he could have done much better. But um, I don't think really. I mean, United. The whole game management was just 
just piss poor, really, wasn't it, from start to finish, I think. You know, why would you not make any changes in those first 90 minutes is beyond me. It was bizarre, wasn't it? Completely bizarre. And it was a bit like, you know, the stats of uh, De Gea in penalty um, situations and, and Henderson in comparison. And and he didn't do that. And I think he, I think Solskjaer actually came out at the end, didn't he, and said that he, uh, he probably should have made a change, but didn't. Yeah, he did say he was considering changing the goalie, didn't he? But I think, you know, from De Gea's perspective... I don't think you can you can sub him. You know that's just not fair. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know Rashford had a poor game by his standards. He, you know he's, he's clearly carrying a bit of a niggle. Yeah. So you, you get him off. You have got other players that can come on and and do something different that he's not doing and not offering. So I think from a game management perspective, he he should have done a lot more, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, mate. I completely agree. So yeah, it's a little bit of a a difficult one, but. Should we go into the whole penalty shootout debacle and what an absolute disgrace that was? What well, goalkeeping wise, you mean? <laughs> goalkeeping wise, I think was poor at times. You know, you don't generally you don't expect a goalie to save a penalty. You know, that's that's part and parcel. However, some of the penalties were were good penalties, but some of them yeah. were absolutely shocking. And like the keepers, they they're touching it and it's still going in. You got you've got to have stronger hands than that, surely. Yeah, well, obviously you being strong hands, um, wrists of steel, I think we call you. I don't know why we call you that. Um, why wouldn't you call me that? Really, you saw me at the at football earlier in the week. Well, last week actually. Now isn't it? It's Monday. Yeah, yeah, top quality, mate. Like a cat, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know it. All over the goalposts. Um, yeah, <laughs> there should have been more saves, and in the end, it was it was a goalie who let them down, wasn't it? Exactly. I think De Gea did let them down. I think, to be fair, from the goalie's perspective, their goalie's penalty was quality. I think it was very good. Yeah, completely agree with you, mate. Yeah, yeah cool. That was good silence there, mate. I thought he was going to jump in a little bit earlier and say something, but never mind. That's cool. <laughs> I do think it's funny. So like, is he, he going to carry that? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, a little bit of conversation. You know, if someone says something and the other person responds, that's generally yeah. how, uh, that's how this exactly is how work. conversations work. Tends to be, yeah, unless someone's sort of chewing your ear off and then you just sit there and listen. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, De Gea, you know, I, I think he should have done more. Um, you know, from the media perspective, I think if they didn't, if they did sub De Gea and Henderson fucked it up, everyone would be slating Ollie saying, oh, why'd you make a change? You don't ever change a goalie, blah, blah, blah. But if he doesn't make it, they're always going to moan, why don't you make a change? Henderson's record's better, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I think from. <laughs> From that side, you're never going to win. No, I don't. I don't think he was ever going to. You know, he had to win that game. That was a a must-win game for United because it's been an otherwise disappointing season. They did they did quite well in the league, but they weren't ever really title challengers, were they? They were the best of the rest, really. I think it's a flattering position for them. You know, coming in second, I don't think they're the second best team in the league. 
you know, I think like that's that. Chelsea, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else at the moment. And only had a bit of an iffy run, you know, the last few weeks. Obviously, we'll come on to Chelsea in a moment as well. Um, but I think, you know, next season, depending on who City buy and replace Aguero with, it's a different matter. Um, but I think Chelsea are, are definitely a, a close second. Yeah, without a doubt. I think, you know, just sort of touching on, like, our team of the season, I couldn't think of one United player who was who was the best in their position this season. Ah, uh, see, I could. I could. We'll, we'll go on to that, to, uh, you know, towards the latter end. But there's no, only no, one. No. And normally, I say normally, sort of historically, you'd probably be having three, maybe four United players really pushing for that that team of the season in an, in an eleven. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. I and mean, whatever format back, you play. Back in the early noughties, our team of the season would be Arsenal and United players, wouldn't it? Yeah, and you get the occasional Chelsea player, Liverpool player, or you know, somebody's had a, a blinding season. Like meet you back in the day, you know, that one season wonder. <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd never take him out. Who was the other fellow that played for Bolton? What was his name? JJ Kocha. So JJ Kocha, yeah. Quality, yeah. So, yeah, you do get them. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think it was it was a harsh decision for, for United to lose it. You know, it was a harsh result, sorry, not a decision. Mm. Um, I don't think Villarreal really deserved to win it as such. You know, but on penalties, that's the way it goes. But neither team really went for it, did they? Well, no, not really. Like, like I say, it was a bit of a... It was a bit of a sort of... A, one of those games that you... You wouldn't really want to watch again. I mean, no. the penalty shootout, although there was, you know, what was it, 11 10 it finished, although although there was goals in it, it was still pretty dull, wasn't it? The shootout, it was sort of go up, take your kick, put it wherever you want, you're going to score. Yeah, I think it was, um, I can't remember who was doing the commentary. I think it might have been Steve McManaman. He was saying, oh my God, they've done six penalties the same side. No one's gone to the right yet. No one's gone to the right. And the next one. No, no one's still gone to the right. And you think, all right, calm down. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it was weird, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, all right, calm down. Tactical. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so well done, Villarreal, though. For, first time they've won... Any the major... Yeah, any major cup, wasn't it? So, um, fair play to them. Well done, Unai. Um, obviously... Can... For Arsenal, correct decision to get rid of him because, you know, he ain't ever going to win anything, is he? No, exactly. He's a rubbish manager. I don't think he's cut out for the Premier League. I think La Liga is a little bit more tactical in that sense. Um, so I think he can kind of set up for one-off games. He sets up perfectly. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Villarreal, they didn't have a blinding season. You know, I can't I can't remember where they finished. You probably know because you're all over La Liga. That's your, your, your favourite league in the whole world. So... Yeah, I don't really know where they finish, but hey-ho. Well done, Villarreal. Who cares? We lost to the eventual winners. It makes our life a little bit more tolerable from uh, an so Arsenal they perspective. Finished, they, they finished seventh, mate. So they didn't quite make it into the Europa League stages, but I think because they've won it, they go to the Champions League, don't they? Yep, they do indeed. They do indeed. So what they'll well, yeah. do, same as what he does with when he was at Sevilla, they'll... Absolutely flop in the group stages. Go back into Europa League, win it again. Yeah. What well, times in a row we'll do it with them? That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, you can just see it, can't you? 
But yeah, so that was Europa League. Should we uh, move on to the big one? The big one. The UEFA Champions League final. The all-English final held in Portugal. That which, by the way, was the most corrupt thing <laughs> I ever uh, And again, this this goes back to that, that Super League, didn't it? Where oh, UEFA were telling us how corrupt it was and how money orientated it was, yada yada yada. And then they go and make stupid fucking decisions to hold an all English final in Portugal in in the middle of a global pandemic when everyone's pretty much shut their borders. Yep. You're thinking, fuck off. What is the why have they done that? <laughs> it's, uh, it's um <laughs> It, it, it's ridiculous when you think of it from a, a neutral's point of view. If you've got two teams that are based in England, why not just play it in England? You've got Wembley that can host that match. 80,000 so, seats. It's one of the biggest stadiums in it, Europe. In yeah. The world. So why not just help, just hold it there is beyond me. But I suppose on the same time, they've got a, they've got their TV rights of, or whatever it is. And I know they moved it, but, I guess they don't want to put it in England because all the officials are based all what around makes, Europe. So why make it too fucking easy? Oh, no, like, exactly. Yeah, you've got three people, four, no, what, like five, six people official-wise to put on an aeroplane. Yeah. Whereas if you if you you've got what they, I think they were what they, was it was it six thousand fans each they are allowed in the stadium. Yeah, something like that, or four thousand. I don't know. I can't remember. But, I mean, it did make a difference. And, you know, I, when I was watching it, it was fantastic to see the fans cheering on and, and it wasn't those fake noises at the TV show. So it was it was quite nice from that side of things. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's very corrupt. But hey-ho. Um, what was your, your thoughts of the, the game overall? A bit dull? Other than, other than sort of a bit of magic from Havertz. It was a bit dire, wasn't it? Magic from Havertz. Just because he scored. You don't think anything about the world-class pass from Mason Mount? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than, other, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit fair. Yeah, you put me in my place there. <laughs> and Havertz as well, you know, scoring. I can't think of any other anything else really that, that happened of any interest. No, I think... I've read a stat somewhere that it was the first time in 60 games that Pep's not started either Rodri or Fernandinho in sort of uh, that defensive midfield, and they lost it. Selection was odd, wasn't it? Do you think he he overthought it and overprepared to try and match Chelsea? Because obviously Chelsea always get the better of him at the moment. Yeah. You know, in, in various competitions as well as just the league. So is it a case of like, oh, we need to do something different? But it just baffles me. Why? Just fuck what the, the opposition are doing. It's Man City. You know, the way they play, they just overrun teams. So why not just do your normal, your best 11 that you can play and get Chelsea to, to, to counter you? Yeah, I agree. I think that's um, that's exactly what happens. Was he... he because he, he did it, didn't he? In Was it in the league? I'm sure, yeah, it must have been in the league. Or was it the FA Cup? Did they play him in the FA Cup? Yeah, it was the FA Cup that Chelsea was it, Yeah, it was. 
he he did the same thing, didn't he? Whereas he played a bit of a an unusual team to try and sort of match them, mm. and uh, it obviously it didn't work. And and he kind of went with the same tactic again uh, Saturday evening, and and again it it, it went a bit tough for him. I, I don't know why he didn't just play the you know the sort of like the regular boys that he's been playing all season and winning games. Um, yeah. It was a little bit odd. The team selection was a little bit odd. The performance was very, very odd. And, um, yeah, I think the better team won, just. Yeah, on yeah, I think I, I completely agree on the night. You know, definitely Chelsea were were the better team. Um, it was just really surprising from the City perspective. I know it was their first you know, Champions League final and whatever, but they've been in finals every season. You think they'd be used to, to the pressure. But is it that, oh, my God, it's a Champions League, this is the, the holy grail kind of thing? It makes you question, is it an internal thing where they've bigged it up so much and hyped it up so much? Because obviously the pressure's on for Pep as well, to a degree, because he didn't win it at Bayern and he subsequently left. He hasn't won it at City in, what, four seasons? Five seasons been there now? I can't remember. You know, it's a long time for him as well. He's not won it in, in a decade. It's the longest he's been at a club, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a huge surprise for him to for this to be the first final that he's been in for a while and um, and not win it. Mm. So I, I do wonder whether he he might be kind of thinking yeah, this hasn't worked. So maybe I need to go on another another career break. Have a bit of a hiatus again. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he'll be thinking. I think he'll be there next season, but maybe that'll be his last season if he doesn't win the Champions League. Yeah, I just, I, I do question who would go in after him to be able to fit the bill. I suppose. Um, you know, he he has created that team. He spent a hell of a lot. He spent eight hundred and sixty million or something over the seasons it's that he's been there. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, and they've not essentially they've not won the Champions League. Yes, they are dominating football. They are in several finals every season, or in the running for the league every season. But they've not won a Champions League final. It's only their first final they've even been in for Champions League, which is surprising yeah. considering the the strength of their squad generally, not just their starting eleven. And you kind of appoint Pep to win you the Champions League, didn't you? He did. You, you don't really appoint him to, yeah, play decent football. Of course, that that's sort of something that he does pride himself on, and and, and he does get right. Mm. Yeah, you don't. That's kind of the only reason that you appoint Pep. Yeah, but I suppose now you, you're probably looking at people like Zidane. He is the Champions League expert. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, and he's available now, isn't he? There's, there's a, exactly. He's... There's been a few movements, isn't there, in in football since we were last on talking about it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we can touch on that, actually, can't we? Because um, Conte's gone, so he's left into Milan. Simeone Inzaghi's gone in there, hasn't he? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, apparently he's gone. I know you were saying that. Allegri looks like he's all but confirmed to go to Juventus again, to return yeah, there. Yeah, with Carlo Yeah. Which was a bit surprised, because that, that was his first season, wasn't it? Yeah, but... Excuse me, yeah, it was his first season, but they come fourth. 
and they were like 14 yeah, points off the off the top. It was Arteta's first season, and we come fucking what was it eighth in the end? Seventh, seventh. eighth, eighth. We finished. Um, yeah, it was absolutely fucking ludicrous. Um, anyway, let's not talk about us. No, let's um, let's go on to our little award ceremony, shall we? I don't think we've actually said congratulations to Chelsea yet. Well done, Chelsea. Do we need to? Yeah, I think we do need to. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea. Thomas Tuchel, um, that was his first Champions League win. It was, yeah. yeah. Not his first final. He was in last year's final, wasn't he? And, and obviously didn't quite get the, the Of course he was. Well done to him. Very pleased for Kante. He's an player. absolute machine, isn't he? Absolutely, guy as well, wasn't he? You just can't help but like him. It just does it not annoy you though? Because we yeah, could have signed I want him, him in my team. but we could have signed him, but we wouldn't pay an extra like four million or like five million. Hey, we bid like eighty million and one pound for Suarez, wasn't it? Forty. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have bid eighty million for a player. Don't be stupid. Yeah, thinking of today's money. <laughs> money for other clubs. But yeah, just you just always wonder what if. But you know, he he fits. I mean, Chelsea's team are based around him now. Um, they was obviously a few seasons ago. People were a little bit questioning him last season. Didn't have his finest season, but he was playing sort of slightly further ahead than he normally did as well. He's more that sort of centre mid, almost like deep line playmaker. And that's not his style. You know, just just let him do what he needs to do. Give him that almost, not a free roll, but a free roll further back. And that's what he does. You know, he's done yeah. that very well. So, yeah. no, you're right. Congratulations, Chelsea. Congratulations, N'Golo Kante. Fantastic. Um, yeah, well done, guys. Still upsetting for us, though. <laughs> fuming. Absolutely fuming. Hey-ho. Never mind. Right, did you want to move on to our uh, our little award ceremonies then? Let's do it. I don't know the way you said little. Right, let's pick it up, mate. Let's call it what it is. This is the award ceremony. This is the football drop inaugural oh. award ceremony. The end of season awards. So you're not going to get any better analysis than you will hear <laughs> mate we both forgot to even say thank you and um say thank you say well done to chelsea so the analysis might not be on point uh but next season we've, we've learned from this this was a trial run wasn't it we only did what a quarter of a season third of the season so it was a trial run we will get better we will get better of course i think we're doing all right mate i'll be honest i think we're smashing it so yeah, i'm not actually that worried We've got the whole of Australia. Exactly. All down that one strip, weirdly enough. Very strange. Yeah. Um, right. So we'll do our team of the season at the end, I think. Because I know that there's a few bits that we wanted to go over. Because I think we had a couple of contradicting uh, entrants to the teams there. Um, so we'll go for player of the season. Uh, obviously, as we are both Arsenal fans, we'll uh, we'll go for an Arsenal player, and then obviously a Premier League player as well. So, go on, you can uh, you can go first. Who's your Arsenal player of the season? So, my my Arsenal player of the season, 
I think it's it's quite an easy one. Um, well, it is for me anyway. Is Bukayo Saka? What what we would have done without without him this season doesn't bear thinking about. He took that team and ran with it without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. You could play him in pretty much any position, and he would have smashed it. Got a few goals. Yeah, my Arsenal player of the season. Yeah, fair enough. Can't really argue too much with that, um, except I've gone for him from a different award. Uh, my player of the season for Arsenal is is uh, is Kieran Tierney. You know, he's had pr- most of the season. He had a couple of little niggles, um, but some of the the positions he's he's played in slightly further forward at times, making those runs bobbing forward left of the back three. But I think for him, when he was missing for a few games, it, it just made that massive amount of difference. You know, we, we were poor on the left-hand side. We had no one to fill in. And it just exposed our gaps massively. Um, and the fact that he can cut inside and, and score a goal like he did against West Brom in the snow, bossing yeah. it in his short sleeve shirt and the shorts just not giving a shit. Um, so yeah, for me, he is he's my Arsenal player of the season. I think as well we should give a special shout out to Laka because uh, Laka close one. He, um, <laughs> he obviously really well throughout the whole of the season. You know, considering Aubameyang meant to be the star player, Lacazette he, he played some great football, and I hope he's there next season. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he was he was my sort of close runner-up. So, yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. Um, who is your player of the season in the Premier League, then? Premier League. So, again, really, really tough one. I've gone for Ruben Diaz. Okay. Just just for his, you know, title-winning performances. Um, yeah, yeah, solid Absolutely solid at the back there. He's got, got a few goals going forward as well. Um, I think he, did he, he scored against Tottenham, didn't he? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I believe so. Pretty sure he scored against Tottenham. So, uh, for that, my player of the season. <laughs> for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, just for that, I agree. No, um, for me... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's, it's Mason Mount for me. I think what he does in that Chelsea team, 
at that age as well. He's only 22 or 21 or 23 to be able to be that crucial to that team and be able to just hold that midfield perfectly. I know he's got great players around him, but he is the modern day Lampard for me. Um, and he's, he, he showed his worth. He's cool. He's calm. He's collected. And he, he's just wise beyond his years, really. He's like an old school player. So for me, he's, um, I think he's just kind of just dragged that Chelsea team through. Yeah, no, no arguments really. And, and, you know, we spoke about the Champions League final goal. But yeah, he has been consistent throughout. I, I agree. Um, yeah, no complaints there on that one. Perfect. Excellent. Um, right. Next award is the young player of the season. No, Arsenal I know, and I know the young player of the season, not Arsenal, young player of the season. We've both gone for the same. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and again, and, and actually, interestingly, it's another, it's another Brit, which is quite good. At, you know, our play, some of our players this season have genuinely been Brit, Saka, uh, Mount, and Phil Foden. Phil Foden, yeah, that is the one for me as well. Tore it apart in, in a lot of games. Scored, scored. Did he get 17 goals this season? Uh, yeah, 17 or 15, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, really good football. You know, I, th- I can't remember the goal now. It was quite recent, but he just he. Oh, I can't, I can't remember. It was again. It's really annoying. But he just sort of like ran the length of the pitch. His strength, he had players on him. Was it Leeds pushing him out of the way and getting the goal? Absolutely, yeah. A lot of goals like that, but yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think the way he's... I mean, everybody knew what he was all about. Um, Everyone knew the the sort of quality he had, but I think, was it last season, he played about 10, 15 games or something, and everyone was saying, oh, he should be playing him more, Pep's going to ruin his career, blah, blah, blah. But I think Pep's done it perfectly. He's he's learned under the likes of David Silva for the last two, three seasons. And now Silva's gone. He, Foden's just stepped into that role seamlessly. Um, and he's... Yes, it, I don't think he had the best game in the final, to be honest with you. Um, but I think that was more because of Reese James. I think he had a game of his life holding Phil Foden in his back pocket. Um, but I think Foden is going to be... If he keeps up this trajectory, he is going to be on the levels of Mbappe and Haaland. And people will be talking about him for the next decade, 15 years. So I think he's he's got that potential as long as he has that work ethic. So yeah, yeah, for, yeah I completely agree with you. Then for me, he's my young player of the season. Um, my Arsenal player, young player of the season, uh, is Saka. For literally all the reasons you said before, that he's just young yeah. players. I think I sort of went for for Tierney. Just obviously a, a little bit older. I know Tierney's only 23, 24, but um, yeah, without Saka, we just, we're just absolute utter crap. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think he would have been my young player of the, the year as well. I've gone for ESR myself. Yeah. Smith, I, I think he, you know, he, he done very, very well coming into that sort of number 10. I didn't, I didn't really like him out on the wing, but he could play there, don't get me wrong, but I, I felt he was better in that number one by well. The guard obviously come in and smashed it as well. Um, but yeah, Emily Smith-Rowe, especially that sort of 
period in January where Arsenal were just dog shit. Yeah, and I think it was late December he came on, wasn't it? He yeah. got sort of thrusted into the limelight and into the starting eleven. Tore it apart. Him, Saka, you know, Martinelli. Um, yeah, just just picked a team up and, and sort of ran with it, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they absolutely ripped it apart. Absolutely ripped it apart. Um, he was my he was close second, but I think for me, Saka just obviously beats him purely because of how indispensable Saka is this season. Um, and the fact that Saka's just played more minutes. But yeah, if yeah. Saka wasn't there or if he was injured for half the season or whatever, ESR 100% would be it for me as well. So well, yeah, I, I cannot argue that. Will be, it will be there next season as well, to be honest. Knowing if he can stay injury-free, Martinelli will be in this list. Yeah, um, I think it depends who we sell. I think one of the forwards are going to go this season. If we get rid of William, I think Martinelli then comes in takes that place. Um, and if Aubameyang or Laka goes, uh, then again, Martinelli potentially steps into that role as well. So I think I, he deserves more game time. You know, I don't want him to get dubbed as this sort of super sub uh, tag that he seems to be getting. Because every time he comes on, he scores, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But you want to see him starting more games to be able to do that. Yeah. Agreed, mate. So next category, we had the best bottom half table player yeah so we didn't want to just give it to you know the the usual sort of suspects the obvious choice whatever yeah oh, let's go through the lower league low, sorry, the lower half of the table teams who have you gone for mate um i've gone for the obvious one to be honest uh, i've gone for jack Grealish. i know there's a um, lot of a lot of sort of media speculation about him there's loads of hype but when he wasn't playing for, for Villa, they were free-falling in the league. When he comes back on, they get a win. As yeah. simple as that, he makes that team tick. So if, if they can keep him this for next season and he can stay you know, more injury-free, then it's a whole different game and a whole different team that they'll be having and they'll be pushing again for top six. Yeah, 100% agreed. That's, that's who I had as well, mate. I think um, a special yeah. mention needs to go to Martinez. Martinez. I also was thinking of um, Bamford as well. I think he had a good season for Leeds. He's been over overlooked, I think, especially for England. I yeah. think he was the second highest English goal scorer this season. Yeah. Um, I know yeah. he know missed a lot of chances. Yeah, Saka, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it was Harry Kane. <laughs> It'll be off, mate. He's gone. He's leaving. Fingers crossed he does. Yeah. So, um, most improved Arsenal player. Most improved Arsenal player. For me, he's always going to be hit and miss. He's always going to be Marmite. He's, you know, he's, he's next season, I could be slating him. But this season, I felt it was Granite Xhaka. I feel like, especially the latter half of the season, he was kind of unplayable. Because we were really missing. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I see your point. You know, we, we did do better with him. I think he is a natural leader on the pitch. Um, but I think he's always, for me, he's always going to have that stigma of it's Granite Xhaka. 
he's always going to take someone's legs out pointlessly and unnecessarily. And then he's going to screw us over because he's done that in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. So for me, um, I, I have to disagree, but I, I kind of see your point. You know, he has been a lot better, especially in the second half of the season. He has mm. been a lot better. Um, for me, it was uh, it was Nicolas Pepe. Yeah, he's had, a, he's had a very good season. He's been more consistent, especially that again the latter half of the season. Um, he was fantastic in Europe. You know, some of the the finishes he he was doing towards the latter end of the season in the Prem as well was just incredible. You know, we I know we spoke about it on last week's episode as well. Um, but it's weird, you know, you give a player that's lacking confidence a run of games and they come good. It's really bizarre. I don't really understand that. The quality was always there. So I think Who's for Pepe, thought? he's never going to live up to that price tag. I think He's never going to be that good. I think you're wrong. Who can be? But he's going to be decent and he proved how decent he can be latter half of the season. So, yeah, hard to argue with that, mate. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I do think you're wrong. I think he can live up to that. Um, I think he can be that player. He's stepping up into that role now. And I think if he can continue this next season and we're playing him week in, week out, and we've got Smith Rowe feeding him, giving him the ball, we've got a fullback behind him that can support him, make those overlapping runs when needed, then I think he can be that that sort of 20-goal-a-season player. He's I think he scored... I think he scored 15 this season already. I say already, obviously it's over, but I think he scored 15 this season. Yeah. Which is obviously his best return. He needs to be in a 30, 30 goals a season, mate. For that money, he needs to be 30 goals a season for me. No, I, I, I see your point. In all comps, not not that we're in any. But <laughs> in all... Carabao Cup, mate, you can bang in a load. <laughs> to be worth that kind of cash, especially to Arsenal. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Um, but, but, but what's left? So the next one is signing of the season. And I've kind of left that blank because I suppose it would be Ruben Diaz. Okay, but yeah. Didn't we, I didn't really want to go for him for a second time, but then I can't really put him as the, the player of the season. And, you know, he was obviously going to be the best, the best purchase. Yeah, I agree with your thought. I, I mean, I've gone for someone else purely on that basis. Who have you gone for? Um, I've I can't take into account the effect they've had on the team that wasn't Ruben Diaz. Um, I know I went for obviously Mason Mount for my player of the season, and I didn't go for Ruben Diaz purely because you did. Um, but my right. signing of the season would be Mendy for Chelsea. Good job. Yeah. Purely because he came in a little bit hastily, I think, and uh, it sort of come out of nowhere and. I'll be honest, I hadn't really heard of him until he, he joined Chelsea. And he was sort of thrown into the mix. And he looks like he's been there five, ten seasons. He's been brilliant. And the whole defence for Chelsea have played so much better with him in it. So for me, it's it's Mendy slash Diaz, I think. Because you can't rule out what Diaz has, has done and his sort of effect on that, that City team. Yeah, I think... Yeah, it's really hard to argue. I suppose you could go with um, some of the the lads in at West Ham. You could go for 
Martinez as well, actually. Yeah. Um, because he was he was quality. Um, ben Chilwell as well done quite well, but I, if we're not if we're going away from, you know, Ruben Diaz and and how well he came in and settled in. Cavani done well at United, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, Cavani did do well. I don't think he's had as big of an impact as other players like Diaz, like Mendy, like Martinez. So, so maybe for me, I think I'm going to go for the Thomas Suchek. Yeah, he's yeah, fair play. He's had a he's had a very good season. He's injured now, sadly. Yeah, but he had a very good season up until that point. He, you know, if we're thinking, if we're thinking away from from Diaz, who got player of the season, maybe then uh, a signing of the season. I think West Ham, the position that they finished in, maybe he should be. Uh, it should be there. Yeah, I think I have to agree, mate. Well, I do understand that completely. So, I think that wraps it up, doesn't it? Is that everything? We just need our team of the seasons, mate. Our team of the season. Right, so, I'll let you go first with yours. Who have you got in there? Okay, so, I am going in goal, Martinez. Yep. On three at the back with Diaz, Ake, and Tierney. Ake, really? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just, I just think his 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 move from Bournemouth was quite underrated, and he and he played quite in the games he played. He did all right, so I slung him in there. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then in the middle, I gone for Suchek. And Kante. Yep. With De Bruyne, Havertz, and Gundogan. Okay, yeah. And then I go on for Kane up front. Fair enough, nice. For, yeah, okay. Okay. Not not too bad. There's a few that I've changed. But I'm, I'm going for a slightly different system. I've gone for a 4 3 3. Okay. Uh, so I've got I've agreed with you, Martinez uh, in in goal. Um, I've gone Walker as right back. I think he's been solid again this season. Yeah. Um, I was I was kind of torn with centre backs, but I've gone for Diaz and and John Stones. He's had a very good season alongside Diaz, and I think Diaz has made him look better than what he is. But it was either going to be John Stones or Harry Maguire. Really, Maguire. Yeah. He, he has had a good. If you look at stats, he's yeah. had a very good season. Yeah, no, yes, mate. Yeah, I think he comes under scrutiny a lot more than than what he should do, really. But I think it's purely because of that price tag attached. Yeah, I think Rudiger had a good season actually as well. Yeah, Rudiger had a, a good one. I think Rob Holding for me as well had a very good season, but because he plays for Arsenal, he gets overlooked, which I'm I'm more than happy with. He doesn't play for England, so he doesn't get injured all the time, and I'm happy for that. Um, but left back, and I know I, I sort of spoke to you briefly about it with the United side. I've gone for Luke Shaw. Yeah, I can see why. It's either him or Chilwell. It was close. Chilwell, yeah. But yeah. Shaw picked it for me purely because 
the whole resurgence around him this season. You know, with Marina there previously, absolutely slating him to the ground. And Shaw's basically just gone, fuck you. This is what I can do. And he's living up to be that player that everyone thought he should be and could be. So touch wood, the, the injury problems are behind him now. You can get like the odd niggle now and then and he'll be all right. So, yeah, that's my, my back four. Uh, and then my midfield three, Kante. Obviously, I think if you, you're kind of playing that holding midfielder there, Kante. And then I've got Mount on one side and Bruno Fernandes on the other. Fernandes on the what? Bruno Fernandes, yeah. Okay. As a midfield three. Yeah, I know he does yeah. generally play a little bit further forward, but I had to fit him in the system somewhere. So <laughs> I had to go there. Um, and then the front three, I've got Phil Foden. Yeah. I've uh, gone for Harry Kane, obviously leading the line properly. I've also gone for Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, he had a great season. Especially, again, I know it's more the latter half of the season, a lot of the players, admittedly. Um, but Mahrez is. You know, Sterling, Sterling started absolutely flying, and then he sort of dropped off, and then they were sort of putting Mares back in the team again, and, and Mares hasn't looked back really. He's been no, absolutely quality, and some of the goals he's he's been scoring was when he was on fire for Leicester again. You just think, yeah, fair play. So um, yeah, that's my team of the season. Good team, mate. Good team, that. So I think my team would. I think if they were looking at sort of scores against yours, probably be what fourteen nine, or is that just the prediction yeah. scores? Uh, it, it might be. Might, might be might just be. predictions. Yeah. <laughs> you look really Maybe. annoyed. Really annoyed. So that is that is it from us. I think now, isn't it? Anything else you want to add? What, so what are we doing, mate? What are we doing with the podcast? So what, I think the viewers need to know what, what, what the score is. Are we coming back for a couple of Euros? So I think not from the Euro side, I don't think. Um, I know we'll, we'll probably discuss off air and change our mind anyway. So whatever we say to listeners, means <laughs> jack shit. Um, I think we'll, we'll skip the Euros, but I think we'll do a couple of... Sorry? Well, let's have a debate on... on... Let's have a live debate, mate. And maybe we maybe we could get you know because we obviously reach quite a lot of people. Maybe they can send us in their their comments because obviously we get quite a lot in. But I wonder if we need to do one for after the group stages. You know, play the three games, we we'll review that, and then see where we go, and then do one after the final. Do two or three during the Euros, or yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, we'll we'll do a max of three. So we'll do end of the group stages. And evaluate all the groups, including England's. Yeah. And then wherever England finish, whether it's the final, and we obviously won't run away with uh, the, the trophies, um, or wherever we get knocked out and then the final. Sound good? Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. I think, you know, we enjoy doing it. When we get thousands of listeners a week, they, they all want us to... To be there, one of the heroes. Of course, they do. Everyone loves hearing our horrible voices on on microphones. Exactly. The Why DMs are constantly coming in. Do this, do that. What about this for next season? I just think, yeah, let's just let's just give the listeners what they want. Yeah, I have had some uh, some actually some interesting ideas uh, from some of the listeners I've been talking to across the socials over the last week or so. 
uh, about sort of segments for next season. So we can run by those one night after a few beers and uh, and see what we can find. Um, but the yeah, main mate. thing is we're going to make some jingles, aren't we? We're creating some jingles for next season's uh, snippets and segments. So instead of you putting me on the spot like you did a few weeks ago and making me just make a load of noises down the microphone, see you nodding away there, little bastards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we will we will get that going. Uh, but we do need some more funny stories. So I know a few of you uh, avid listeners have, have obviously seen our posts across socials. We've got a few stories already sent in. So thank you very much for those. Really appreciate it. Um, but let's get a few more in and get going. Exactly, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased that, that our following's going up and we're getting a lot more interaction now. So we should keep keep it going forward. Please do keep DMing us. You know, we'll, we'll get through them and get back to you. We always, we always try to reply. Um, all ideas are welcome. No idea is a bad idea. Yeah, I must actually add quickly. Um, whoever the the, the randomer um, who is ringing us on Instagram still, I don't know who you are, but please stop. You know we're not going to be answering. It, yeah, it was a video, chat, it? It was was a video chat, and I think it was spam. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, we we do appreciate the call, but just just drop us a message instead. You know we we we're not going to go on video. So, well, um, thank we you. We might go, but but it would be nice to know who you are. You know, if you wanna if you wanna have a chat with us, we're more than happy to have a conversation with you. But but not just a bit of a like that. Yeah, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? I think we were both in meetings at the time on on various Zoom calls and stuff. It was like, just, why is my phone vibrating kept... across the desk? It was a bit of a random one. So um, we we do appreciate it, but yeah, stop. Just definitely yeah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's a little bit creepy. Yeah. Um, and we, I think we'll do a couple of ad hoc episodes of sort of transfer rumours if there's a big week. Um, and we'll yeah. do, we will do a sort of special top eight teams in terms of what do they need and analyse that. We'll get a few, few fans on, I think, as well for those, those ad hoc ones as when we can and get them on really mm-hmm. how's that sound so, yeah sounds fantastic to me mate yeah looking forward to it i know ali campbell is buzzing to get back on he loved his little slot mate do you see how many we, we had like quite a few followers sorry quite a few viewings for uh for his his episodes we did it's it's because he, he brings the crowds doesn't he he brings the crowds mm-hmm. in with all the ladies isn't it? With all it the is. ladies absolute player so, Ali Campbell, if you're listening, big love, mate. Big love. <laughs> Take the game, Ali. Take the game. Exactly. Right. Well, um, we'll have a few weeks break until the Euros. We've got two weeks. I know we, we're watching the England-Scotland game together, aren't we, on the 18th of June? Yeah. So, uh, that'll be fun. But um, if not, I will see you next week for, for our kickabout. Yes. Looking forward to that, mate. That was good fun. It was. Uh, my legs have just about recovered, so the hamstrings are a little bit stretched out now. So ready to to be tightened tomorrow night. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah, is we had the Ramsgate Pele and the, uh, Pele. <laughs> the the Ramsgate Banks. 
And we uh, we did have the, the Ramsgate Ashley Cole in you, obviously the, the world's best left back. I know you started as a centre forward and obviously worked your way back over the years, didn't you? Well, to be honest, I was referring to myself as the as the Ramsgate Pele, but uh, clearly. Oh, really? Played... I I thought that would have been Gav. To be fair, um, he was pinging balls left, right, centre. I know when we did the penalty shootouts, you were going just slightly wide of the goal, weren't you? Yeah, only only just, but I was consistent. I hit the same spot three times, mate. You did, yeah. You was very accurate. <laughs> but if you went half a mile left, you would have been all right to get it in the back of the goal then. So, yeah. I, I do recall saying at the beginning of this podcast, it'll only be a short one. Uh, we won't go into too much detail. It's only been 50 minutes. So, yeah, apologies for that, listeners. All right. We'll, right, we'll leave it there. Now. Have a good one. And we'll speak to you all in a few weeks' time then for the Euros. Yeah, have a good week, guys. See you later. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.